The Mother Movement would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was recorded, the Yorta Yorta and Darawal Nations, and pay our respects to Elders both past and present. Hello and welcome to The Mother Movement. This is a podcast by mums for mums, where we dive deep into the incredible world of motherhood. As mothers ourselves and passionate health professionals, we understand the unique challenges and joys that come with raising children. Each week, we'll bring you captivating discussions with experts in the field of motherhood. So, no matter where you find yourself on this beautiful, sometimes bumpy road, remember that you're never alone on this journey. Together, let's dive in and celebrate each other as we navigate the joys and challenges of motherhood. I'm Brie and welcome to the Mother Movement Podcast. On today's episode, we have Alex Hooper. Alex is an educational and developmental psychology registrar. This is an evidence bite episode where Alex discusses the benefits of playing with your baby from an early age and simple play ideas and strategies to increase interaction and bonding. Here's Alex. So today I'm going to have a chat to you about play and bonding with your newborns and infants. This is an area I absolutely love as part of my job um, and of course as part of being a mother myself. I obviously wanted to talk a lot about some play today because as we know play is such an important part in both bonding, learning and development for our babies and play can actually be quite daunting for us because for a lot of the time, um, especially in those first few months, that play isn't necessarily reciprocal we do get little cues that our babies are engaged with us. In these sort of first four to eight weeks, and of course throughout the first um, you know, three years of a child's life, they're undergoing this period of what we call rapid neuro um, development. So basically the brain not only grows in size, but grows in volume as well. And so those connections between the neurons, so they're those nerve fibers that connect um, different regions of our brain, grow. And the more they're strengthened, the more quickly those messages are sent. And so in those sort of, in this period of what we call our sensory motor development, those parts of the brain are really strengthened. So we want to give our newborn babies opportunities to develop and grow those areas as much as possible. And so things like their early motor skills, their senses, emotional cues, are all part of this growth and development and can all be enhanced with some really good play, both structured and um, as obviously they get older, unstructured play. So as I said, we know that play can be daunting. It's certainly challenging with newborns because the play and interactions and the responses are generally one way. Although, you know, never fear as your child and your baby begin to awaken, um, for want of a better term, you'll see you'll start to pick up and notice some play cues that they're actually enjoying themselves. So things like turning towards your voice and your face. Um, You might see them smile. Uh, You might see them flail their limbs a little bit, legs kicking, arms moving, cooing. They're all parts of how, I guess, how we interpret a baby is really enjoying and engaging in that play. When you attend your maternal child health nurse, you may be sort of familiar with that eat, play, sleep routine. Remember, you need to do what works for you. Some days this worked for me, others day, other days it didn't. Some days I often found myself starting with play as um, she was really alert and really um, keen to engage when she woke up. 
and then um, I would then feed and put her to sleep. So you've really got to work out what works for you and you know it might change from one day to the next. There's also to the Raising Children Network, if you haven't familiarized yourself with that yet, which is a wonderful resource where the Royal Children's Hospital, the Murdoch Children's Foundation and the Parenting Research Centre have all come together to provide in information across all ages and stages from newborn right through to um, adolescence, adulthood, everything from parenting support and specific support for disability. Um, furthermore, there's apps like the Wonder Weeks, which is a great source um, to give you insight into actually what's happening at each of the developmental stages throughout the first two years of a child's life. Um, some people love it, some people hate it. Know that it's been um, backed by a lot of many years of, I guess, research. Um, and so it can give you a bit of an insight into, you know, what's happening for your child and also may explain some of that crankiness and fussiness. They may be in a leap. And also to um, when they start to pick up new skills, you can really see that they tend to coincide within a few weeks of actually when they're predicted. Anyway, that's an aside. We're talking about play and bonding. So how do we actually play and I guess then in effect bond with our newborns? So I guess play um, is important for learning. It's key. Um, things like attachment, um, well-being and confidence are all developed during these play times. We know that play actually has a significant benefit for not only the baby but the mother as well it's all about getting in sync with your baby and when we get in sync with our baby babies um, our heart rate settle um, hormones get released you may be really familiar with one of those really key hormones which is oxytocin and that hormone really helps to strengthen those bonds and really get in um, you in sync with your baby now oxytocin is not only released in the mother or the birth parent but you'll find that oxytocin is often released or is definitely not often is definitely released when for example not the primary parent but say the father or the non-birth parent grandparents siblings also um, interact and play and it goes you know many different ways and that bonding hormone really helps boost those attachment type um, behaviors and nurturing behaviors as well so really key you might even find too that um, before you had kids you found you found yourself feeling quite positively and really upbeat when you were say playing and bonding with your dog or a cat or something like that um, so it doesn't discriminate um, when we feel a loving care towards something when we're playing those hormones get released and so they strengthen those bonds too so how do we do it play can be done um, facing your baby with your baby on your lap, for example. You can sing songs, um, particularly rhyming songs are really, really great to begin developing those early language centers, particularly oral language for the baby. You could even incorporate this with gentle rhythmic movements on your baby's tummy or um, pedaling legs, moving arms in the rhythm. You could also try placing baby on, on the floor or on a change mat, somewhere where you can do a bit of tummy time and fully face-to-face -face as well. So those, the eye contact is a really important part of it, facial expressions, um, and introducing high contrast toys and books and that sort of thing because, like I said earlier, those sensory motor parts of the brain are developing. So we want to help baby um, start to, I guess, engage with high contrast items to help encourage visual tracking as well. So you might like to get um, a favorite toy or something that they find that they really like um, and help with visual tracking. So 
you know, singing songs with the toy, uh, moving it across their visual field, helping them to turn their head, their neck and their face, strengthening those muscles. But again, also, as they're strengthening those muscles and moving, we're developing those, you know, early gross motor skills as well. As your baby gets older too, they might start reaching and trying to grasp for things. And that's where we see, again, those gross motor movements being um, encouraged. So babies love the sound of their mum's voice. They've heard it for nine months, or not whole nine months, but as we know, like the hearing actually develops sort of halfway through um, the gestational period, and so your baby will start to hear your voice then. And of course, um, it's their most favorite thing in the world when they're born. And so often talking to your child um, is a wonderful way of bonding as well. So any opportunity to talk to your baby is a win um, in my eyes. So not only are they motivated by your voice, um, but there are so many benefits of verbally engaging with your child um, that's not only seen in their long-term language development, but also too in their social emotional skills. So it may sound silly, but actually talking to your baby about what you're doing. Um, so, you know, even with mundane activities, they're going to love your voice. They're going to love everything they say, even if they don't understand. If you're doing a mundane activity like chopping vegetables or folding laundry, you could say, you know, as you pick up a sock, here's a sock. Um, look at this sock. It's a very colorful sock. Mummy and daddy and baby wear socks on their feet to keep them clean and warm. So here you're not only exposing your child to language, but you're also repeating key words whilst showing as well. So all of a sudden, you're thinking sock, sock, sock. Mum's holding something in her hand. She keeps saying sock, sock, sock. Obviously, this is a very pared back way of how child, children learn development, uh, learn language, but it's a way to show you that repetition is key for helping that early language development and understanding too. Other activities include engagement through sensory toys, such as those with different colors, different sounds, different textures. And lastly, massage. Massage is another oxytocin booster. It also helps baby become familiar with their own body and the limits of their body too. Like mum's massaging, you know, my back or my arms or my hands. It doesn't go any further than that. And so it helps them to understand where their body begins and ends. It helps them wind down for a longer sleep. So perhaps doing, perhaps doing this after a bath would be great. I guess the final aspect of play is um, to watch for tired cues. Or cues for overwhelm it can be tiring for a baby and so noticing when a baby averts your gaze so looks away there's fussiness or they begin to vocalize through crying or decreased responsiveness such as decreased movement or just a general loss of interest it's probably time to pack it up and perhaps begin to wind down or you know change the environment or do something different i guess in this instance in those very early days the key is to keep it brief but high impact and high impact through bonding, bonding through play. So keep them engaged, um, but look for cues for overwhelm. As your baby grows and develops, these play sessions can become um, longer and more complex and of course more fun for both of you. So enjoy and don't take yourself too seriously because there's so much magic in letting go and just being in the moment and being present and allowing yourself to embrace your youthfulness again as well. And we hope you enjoy these wonderful, magical moments with your child. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. For a wealth of free resources, visit our website, themothermovement.com. And if you are seeking even more support and expert insights, join our postpartum package with more than 40 videos from health professionals and a supportive community of like-minded mothers. Together, we can navigate the postpartum journey with confidence. This is The Mother Movement.
Thank you.